Welcome to Craft Life, Episode 10, Only the Beginning. In this episode, you'll get a peek at the real me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll share one of my favorite podcasts. We'll visit the Craft Life School of Southern Deportment. And I have some FOs to report. All this coming up in this episode of Craft Life, the podcast all about living the creative life. Thank you for joining me for this 10th episode of Craft Life. This is going to be the final episode in this first series of 10. I don't think I'm going to go with with the whole idea of series, but, but I do plan on taking breaks about every 10 episodes, and that's what's going to happen after this one. Now, we have already been together for 10 episodes, and... And at this point in our relationship, I feel like it's time to be honest with you. One of the things that I really strive for in this podcast is creating episodes that are very clean, that are very well put together. I try to try to keep everything, you know, pretty, pretty professional for an amateur podcast. And so there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that you just never hear because, well, because I cut them. <laughs> For lack of a better way to put it, um, they're the mess-ups. They are the mishaps. They are just the crazy things that don't make it into the podcast. But as I said, we've gotten to this point in our relationship, and I feel like for us to move forward from here, I just I just need to be honest with you. So I've put together a few outtakes that have come up over the past 10 episodes, and I'm going to share them with you. So give them a listen, and I hope I hope they make you laugh. I just got electrocuted. Well, that's what you get for trying to lick the mic. Are we recording yet? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. I didn't know we were recording. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome to Craft Life Episode 5. If you are a new listener, I'd like to say a special welcome to you. And if you've already had four rounds of Craft Life and you're back for a fifth, well, goodness gracious, welcome, welcome to you. And I'm just welcoming, welcoming the heck out of people. Yeah. What is this, Southernism? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to do that every time. I know. All right. takes it out of you a good bit so anyway oh i just sniffed in the mic now if you recall last episode i mentioned that i had knit my first drop spindle okay no it wasn't my first um, and a few and a few acrylic beads but, but i'm trying to stick more with with the glass and into the mic again. Okay, no. Southern is. Do I have to say southern? No. Okay. 
you ask me that every time. I know. Acoustic sunrise. Recording. He's gonna play. <laughs> Fallout is set in a polka pop. Grace has been so gracious. I want to say Grace is gracious. Oh, man, <laughs> You're trying to kill me with the editing, aren't you? All right, am I doing a southernism with the southern voice? Mm-mm. Chaps. Definition. Young human beings below the age of full physical development or below the legal age of majority. Usage example. Honey, make sure you give the kids chaps. Chaps, <laughs> kids. <laughs> It's synonymous with kids, so but make sure you give the chaps a bath before putting them to bed, and then kiss the chaps goodnight. Amen. So that's four ounces of fiber to what? Now, last episode, I no in the last in the last episode, no, that's not what I said. In the last. So that's four ounces of fiber to what? Three? No. We'll celebrate. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> oh, that sounds like another word. Hmm. So that's four ounces of fiber to three and three quarters cup of, of dye. Well, I don't really know if I have a favorite Southernism. I don't really go around thinking about Southernisms. And I was raised in Texas, which doesn't count as the South, right? <laughs> it's its own South. So uh, I just do what you tell me to do. <laughs> so. Before we wrap up this second part mini episode in the Creating for Good, for good is that yeah it's crafting for good sorry one more time that was perfect that was but you you know they call me one take adam <laughs> oh, they i don't do. even need to do a second take <laughs> all right last take honey make sure you give the chaps a bath before putting them to bed You did good, kid. You did real good. Gotta get my five minutes of fame. Your five minutes of fame. <laughs> Cutting room floor. <gasps> I hope that gave you a little bit of a laugh. And I hope you'll still respect me tomorrow. <laughs> but if that didn't tickle your funny bone, I've got something that is going to do the trick. It is the Nitwits Podcast. If you have been living under a rock and have not yet heard of the Nitwits Podcast, you need to go and check them out. It's hosted by a husband and wife team, Karen and Rick Riley. They like to say that she is the nit and he is the wit. 
Karen shares her knitting stories and skills, and Rick, who is a non-knitter, gets a little bit of a knitting education and, and just like he says, adds the wit. They are hilarious. This is one of the funniest podcasts that I listen to, and it's knitting related, and they cover a wide range of topics. You name it, and, and it's fodder for the nitwits. Honestly, Karen and Rick are, they are the dynamic duo of knitting podcasts. This podcast is snort-worthy. I mean it, like laughing snorts-worthy. So be careful where you listen to it. Be careful listening to it while driving and listening to it while working. So without any more of my babbling on about the Knitwits podcast, I have a promo for you. And until you can get over to iTunes and download them or go onto their website and have a listen, here's a little bit of a Knitwits teaser. The Nitwits. That's a dumb name. Starring Karen Riley. Why, you're witty, and I'm nitty. And Rick Riley. By the time this is over, we need to change the name. It might be a dumb name, but it fits. You know, I listen to podcasts, and these people, they must be like chatterboxes. You must be people that just really like to talk all the time. Like you. Am I not allowed to talk to you? We need to launch into something informative. I'd like to shave an animal. If we went to Oregon, you could let hair get really long, and then you could shave that, because that's what they do. So that's why there's so much spinning going on in Oregon. That's right. Pit hair. The Nitwits, a podcast about knitting, spinning, and hair and stuff. Where did that wine go? Coming to an iTunes near you. Southern Bell. Noun. Definition. An archetype for a young woman of the American Old South's upper class. Usage example. There's no better way for a gentleman to spend an afternoon than in the company of a Southern Belle. The first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the term Southern Belle is, of course, Gone with the Wind. Margaret Mitchell captured the whole idea of, of being a Southern Belle in her gorgeous book and wonderful film. And if you have not seen Gone with the Wind, you need to make it a point. Go see it. It's a classic. It's just, it's just one of those movies that everyone needs to see. But that idea of a Southern Belle is, of course, pretty antiquated. It's, it's a very outdated idea. Today's more contemporary version would be a, a Southern woman who who takes care of herself, who has class and grace, and of course the key element of hospitality. Because that's one thing that Southerners pride themselves on, is Southern hospitality. Now as I was doing a little research around the internet to see what other people had to say about Southern Bells, I read across a very amusing list on about.com. It is a how-to list of becoming a Southern Belle. And according to About.com, if you follow these 13 very simple steps, you too can become a Southern Belle. And here they are. Offer mint julep or iced tea to everyone who visits your house. Eat grits for breakfast daily. And if you're not sure what grits are, refer to my Southernisms in episode 1. Refer to your house as the plantation, no matter how small your house may be. Refer to all men as gentlemen callers or bows. Never let a man know you are interested or chase him because you know there are too many men who want you for you to expend the extra effort. 
when you have a dating dilemma and have one gentleman caller over when you are expecting another, claim to be expired and excuse yourself for a nap until he leaves. Whenever you are asked to do any work, fan yourself and claim to have the vapors. Refer to every party you go to, even a kegger at the local university, as a cotillion. All other parties are Yankee garbage. Try to use words like darling, sweet, and precious in every sentence. Belong to a country club. If you don't, refer to any club you belong to as a country club. No one will ever know the difference. Sit under a magnolia tree with a parasol, fanning yourself often. Passers-by will take notice of your bellness. Never marry a Yankee unless you want to be a Yankee by association. And never be seen without your makeup and girdle. And I don't know about you, but of course I never leave the house without my makeup and my girdle, right? They offer two more little tips as well. A parasol and an umbrella are not the same thing. If you refer to your parasol as an umbrella, you will never be a bell. And being a bell is a lifetime of work, so practice every day. If you would like to follow these 13 simple steps on becoming a Southern Belle, according to About.com, the difficulty level is hard, and it would take you approximately 10,512,000 minutes of practice. So hats off to you if you give that a go. If you have already become a Craft Life follower on Twitter, then you know that last night I had one of my favorite southern summertime suppers. And that is, of course, fried green tomatoes. I love fried green tomatoes. I cannot get Adam to eat any, and they don't really seem to be a favorite of the rest of my family, but I absolutely love fried green tomatoes. And that, by the way, is another movie that if you haven't seen, you need to go see Fried Green Tomatoes. Get it on Netflix or rent it and watch it. It's awesome. But back to the fried green tomatoes that I ate yesterday. It's not something that I eat often during the summer. It's kind of one of those, those special just-for-me meals because it does take a little bit of, of work to prepare. And there are a lot of different ways that I have seen people serve fried green tomatoes. The way that I like to eat mine is breaded in cornmeal and served with with a garnish of chow chow and pepper jelly. I love those two garnishes. I've, I've ordered them in restaurants before and they've come with marinara sauce or some kind of like a ranch dipping sauce. So there are a number of ways that people like to eat them. I'm going to put my recipe of fried green tomatoes up on the show notes if you are interested in giving them a try. And I will also put links to descriptions of both chow chow and pepper jelly because we have listeners all over the world and as I have learned of new foods from you, I'm sure you are learning of new foods from me. And chow chow and pepper jelly are two things I'm not sure that they have all over the world. So if you're not sure about those, you can check out those links and learn a little bit more about those two condiments. And as I said, I will have the recipe for you on the show notes. I have been knitting and spinning over these past two weeks, and, and actually quite a lot of spinning. I pondered doing the Tour de Fleece this year. 
I am a new spinner, brand new spindle spinner, and I know that the Tour de Fleece is open to spinners of all levels, and to wheel spinners as well as spindle spinners, but I decided to sit it out this year. However, I, I did kind of use it as, as motivation, because of course you remember the Kool-Aid dyed fleece that I've been working on, four ounces, but as I said, I'm a new spinner, and so it is spinning very thinly, and so it is taking quite a while to spin it up, but I'm very excited to say that I've put quite a dent into the rest of that fleece this week, and I only have one more, one more little piece of roving left to spin up. In fact, I was hoping to get it spun before I recorded, but I kind of needed to record a little bit early this week, so I didn't quite get it done, but by this weekend, it will be finished, and I will be ready to ply it and set the twist, and I'm so looking forward to that, and I will hope to have pictures for you up once I get that plied. I've also been doing quite a bit of knitting. I have cast off the Tangled Branches hat by Grace Akram, and if you haven't had a chance to go and check out all of her designs, there are links to her things in the show notes from the last episode, and I encourage you to go over there and to give a look to a lot of the designs she has. It's, she's really got some really nice things. But I have cast it off, and it's done. And I'm looking at it right now, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. It is not an adult size, and it's a child size. The pattern makes an adult size, but I will... I will just blame it on me not being a seasoned knitter, and I will blame it on me being slack with gauge swatching, that it's a child size, but I think it is going to be quite a lovely little child size hat. So once I get my little model to model it for me and I get some pictures of that, I will put those up for you to have a peek at as well. But this is one of the hats that is going into my Etsy shop for Treacle and Ink Goes Pink in October, so it's going to be be resting for a while until then. I am still trucking along quite well on my 4x4 ribbed shawl scarf combo. Um, I'm averaging about four rows a day at work, and each color change or each yarn texture change is is about eight rows a piece, so I'm, I'm doing about one yarn change per two days, and and yes, it's going to wind up being one of those things that I'm going to be done with before I know it. As long as I just keep keep dedicating my breaks to knitting on that at work, it's going to be over and done with before I know it. But that's the only thing I have on the needles right now. I am in need of another project, and I, I think it's time to go stash diving. I've accumulated a, a good bit of yarn lately, and, and there is a particular shawl that I need to cast on. But I'm not going to share that with you until episode 11. That's right, we are drawing to a close in this first round of 10 episodes from Craft Life. I will be back with episode 11, the third weekend in August. That's just going to be one month off. So instead of getting a new podcast two weeks from today, it will be four weeks from now. So that's the third weekend in August. And and I've already been planning for this second round of 10 episodes. And there will be a common thread amongst the 10. And what is that common thread, you ask? Well, you will just have to come back for episode 11 and find out. 
I would like to thank everybody who has tuned in and listened along with me to my chatter and babble over these past 10 episodes. If you are enjoying the podcast, and I hope you are, please go ahead and leave me a review in iTunes. That, for me, is just the best way that you could say, you know what, I appreciate what you're doing and and keep it up. So if you could leave me some reviews in iTunes, that would be absolutely fantastic. Also, I wanted to let you know that I am getting keen on perhaps introducing some giveaways in the next round of episodes. So if you are a crafter and you are interested in perhaps being a partner with me in those giveaways, please email me at treacleandink at hotmail.com. And that wraps it up for episode 10. Like I just said, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email treacleandink at hotmail.com. You can find show notes for this episode on the blog at treacleandinketsy.wordpress.com. You can find me on Ravelry and Facebook. My name there is Treacle and Ink. And you can join us in the Craft Life Ravelry group. And on Twitter, I'm Craft Life. Come on over and tweet along with me. Join me the third weekend in August for episode 11. Until then, thanks so much and have a great week.